writers and critics you prophesize with your pen And keep your eyes wide, the chance won't come again And don't speak too soon, for the wheel's still in spin And there's no telling who that it's naming For the loser now will be laid out a win For the times they are changing I'm senators, congressmen, please heed the call Okay, well, hey everyone. Welcome to the third uh, gathering of the Burn After Listening podcast here. I'm joined with my friend Emily Connor, who will be discussing tonight with me uh, the Iowa caucus, which happened a couple days ago, a few days ago, but is still sort of an unsettled matter. Isn't that right, Emily? It is. It is far from settled. So we're actually right now kind of in an exciting moment because for, I don't know, 48 hours, Emily and I have been in a group chat and just kind of existing online together and like watching all this stuff unfold and these results slowly come in. But right now we're at a point where uh, 97% of the precincts are reporting and we have Pete Buttigieg at 550 um, state delegate equivalents and we have Bernie Sanders just uh, quote unquote trailing with 547 um, SDEs, uh, percent points. We have 26-2 Buttigieg, 26-1 Sanders, and then, of course, the nearest competitor uh, beneath being Liz Warren with 381 SDEs and, and a sort of distant 18.2% uh, of the vote. So, uh, yeah. And how many of wild. those satellite caucuses have yet to be reported? Well, I, you know... <sighs> Gosh, it's so much to talk about here. Um, <laughs> maybe before we get into it, and hopefully in the meantime, we won't have a big news break here, or maybe we will, let's give everybody a brief estimate of the timeline and a brief description of what has sort of led us here. Um, so we had the caucus, which took place um, after the caucus. Normally within an hour and a half after the caucuses take place, we have the results. Uh, the candidates are given their speeches and they're moving on to the next big state of New Hampshire. Um, in this case, for Hours and hours, we didn't get results, and we all were kind of wondering what was going on. The next day, it washed out that this shadow firm um, affiliated with this other firm had all these mysterious ties and all these uh, nondescript donations from the big major presidential campaigns, and there just became this huge pool of speculation about all these reasons that folks had as to why these results were being delayed. You know, the DNC was scamming, one of the campaigns was scheming. Um, and eventually, you know, we kind of have worked through to this point where slowly these results are trickling in um, and they're reporting them now at 97%, you know, on, on Thursday morning at 1230 AM, <laughs> um, which is very unprecedented, I think. Um, and it, it's interesting because we also had the Sanders camp, uh, in the interim. Well, of course, and, and if we're giving a history here for folks, Pete Buttigieg, the night of the contest, uh, made the statement in front of a, a crowd that they were moving into New Hampshire victorious, um, sort of declaring victory preeminently. And, uh, in the wake of that, the following day, the Sanders campaign sort of took up the task of independently tallying their own caucus results because they had their, um, in a, in a, you know, in a prepared, um, concerted effort, they had all of their precinct captains record information and take photographs of caucus tallies so that they could have their own sort of independent data set, which, oh, magnificently for the Sanders camp ended up being very valuable as they conducted an independent tally throughout the entire next day and were sort of having their surrogates and, and folks issue bits of information that they were confident they were going to come out on top. And they told CNN and other networks that when this is all counted, will be on top. And they didn't say in delegates, but it's kind of implied that they meant in delegates because at this point, it's almost a given that Sanders has captured the popular vote in Iowa. Uh, but what he potentially hasn't captured is those SDEs, those amount of uh, state delegate equivalents that actually make up the proportional groups that will uh, choose who gets those very few select national delegates that Iowa will send uh, to the convention. Okay. Oof, Emily, sorry. I tried to give a little recap. No, there that was excellent. That was a brilliant get a bunch summation. Out. And, and we can now come back to the point where we were about these satellite caucuses, which is the point you made, which is absolutely true and absolutely important. And these satellite caucuses, from what I understand and from what I've gathered, are folks who uh, are registered to vote in Iowa, but maybe live somewhere else or have moved or, or are working somewhere or something. And a lot of these folks, from what I understand, tend to be um, either folks of color or minorities or... Uh, 
other groups which, in my understanding, are tending to favor heavily the the Bernie Sanders message and are going heavy Sanders. So I'm wondering, yeah, are some of these late rolling in reports, you know, it makes you wonder in what order did CNN and, and well, maybe not CNN, excuse me, the Iowa Democratic Party or wherever the bottleneck is in data, what has caused people to release this stuff in sort of the order we're seeing it? I mean, what do you think? Well, and that is the question, isn't it? It's, is this random? Is this an accident? Is this just bad luck? Or is there an agenda here that is being uh, put into place? And I think from, I'm trying to remember when we began kind of realizing what was going on. Um, so just a, a brief recap, I, I was out here in Iowa um, ca- uh, canvassing, doing door knocking and stuff, working out of different field offices. And um uh, a few, few days before the caucuses, um, I had a call from a friend in LA, Jeremy White. Hello, Jeremy, if you're listening to this. And um, he wanted Jeremy. to come out and help too. <laughs> He's amazing. He's an incredible friend and I've really enjoyed getting to know him over the last few, few days. Excellent partner in crime. Um, so uh, uh, he, he wanted to come out and help. So I phoned up a friend in Boone, April Birch, an absolute badass of a field organizer. Hello, April, if nice. you're listening to this. Nice. Oh my God. It was basically my mom. But um, and she, I asked her if she knew of anywhere they needed help. And she said, yes, we really need help here. Could you guys come out? So uh, Jeremy flew in from LA. I went and picked him up in Omaha, 10 minutes uh, over the border here. And okay. uh, we drove out to Boone County. And we spent uh, you know, those days leading up to the caucus just absolutely knocking on every door we could find. Not exactly, but you know. Um, I saw you guys online. I mean, slaying. The goals were yeah. crazy. I saw 100 doors in one day, which mm-hmm. is, I mean, for anybody Over who's 100, but and, we, and hit we, doors. Uh, right. Right. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's, yeah we, that's, we made the hundred club uh, that one day. So, uh, yeah. And our hundred door, actually, uh, the guy came to the window and he kind of peered under it and he was like whispering, he was like, our ba- the baby's sleeping. And then we felt bad, but he said, but we're all for Bernie and we're all going to go caucus. And uh, we're like, you were basically like screaming, but silently and thank you. Uh, right. Yeah. So classic we, um, Bernie moment. And then a few days uh, before, April had had asked us, um, she said, we need some more precinct captains. Would you guys be willing to do that? And I didn't really necessarily know what a precinct captain was or did because I've never uh, been in a state that had a caucus. Uh, I was uh, raised in Indiana sure. and moved to Texas. Both states have open primaries. Um, so, But, you know, it's like if, if, uh, if somebody needs some, some extra pair of hands or some boots on the ground, I'm always willing to pitch in. So I said, yeah, yeah, of course. Um, turned out later, of course, that the precinct captains were actually incredibly important to um, setting this narrative straight. Um, so I was very happy to get to be a part of that. But yeah, so the precinct that I was the captain for, uh, Madrid 1 in Boone County, um, mm-hmm. there were 41 total caucus attendees. It was a pretty small caucus. Uh, it was out in the rural area around Boone. Okay. Um, on the first alignment, uh, 16 were for Bernie Sanders. The Buttigieg and Warren uh, groups were both viable on the first alignment, so there wasn't okay. a whole lot of play there. However, Yang was not. So at that point, because of the way the caucus system works, um, before the second alignment, essentially the other uh, candidates uh, supporters basically have to make the case to them why they, you know want to come join our club. Um, yes. So a representative from the Warren and from the Buttigieg uh, camps were over there. I, you know, walked over and uh, I, I will say with some pride, I got the entire Yang uh, contingent minus one person, I believe, to come over and join Camp Bernie. Wow. Yeah. Uh, very proud of that. Um, <laughs> so once I had, uh, and and the other thing is that the I didn't really realize what was going on with this here. We, we had heard whispers of something being possibly in the works where the DNC had uh, commissioned this app to be um, produced and that Robbie Mook was involved, one of the uh, Clinton camp's uh, political advisors from 2016. Um, yes. So we were a little nervous about that. Uh, but but I had been told, or I think I saw on Twitter from another Iowa organizer, that the Bernie camp was aware that they had developed their own system for reporting results and that uh, precinct captains were going to be reporting that the, those tallies to the Sanders campaign directly, uh, which I felt very good about. So yeah. then... And then the next thing I know, I'm a precinct captain. So I began, um, you know, as, as soon as I had any data at all, I was texting it to the hotline. And uh, at the end of the process, I know they hadn't actually asked for this, but the idea occurred to me. I, I went to the, the chair and um, basically said, I need to take a photo of that, that worksheet where, where you're doing the math. Um, yeah. And I was able to get a photo of that. 
And lo and behold, a few days, uh, well, not even two days, my, my, uh, calendar is all messed up, but, um, not too long <laughs> after, uh, the uh, caucus, I did get a text from the campaign and they asked if I had happened to have a photo of that. And I yeah. was really thankful that I had, had taken one. Um, so yeah, essentially on caucus night, what it seemed to happen was that, uh, as soon as enough of the early results came in where the Sanders campaign noticed a discrepancy, uh, Suddenly, the news said that the app had crashed, and uh, this was all going to have to be recounted. And the DNC was being called in to assist the mm -hmm. Iowa Democratic Party, which is very interesting. And then we began to poke around a little bit with uh, looking at where this app came from and who developed yeah. it and who funded the people yeah, who developed yeah, yeah. it. Well, and, we, we, and stuff began just pouring out of – I mean, you couldn't believe it. It was like something out of a uh, – I mean, to me, it sounds like, you know, in, in uh, the Batman universe when Gotham oh, yeah. PD thinks nothing of a – a company called Crazy Clown Catering or something because the the, the damn uh, company is called Shadow Incorporated. <laughs> and it turns out oh. Shadow Incorporated has been paid many thousands of dollars by none other than the Pete Buttigieg campaign. Yeah. And, the, and yeah, all of this is easily discoverable. It's public record. And yeah. uh, it, it further transpires that the, the company behind Shadow acronym CEO of acronym. Another, another, another like word that means. Oh, another, yeah. Something another meaning friendly. something else. You know what I mean? It's another duplicitous sort of word. I just love Who it. Who names this stuff? And anyway, it's it turns funny. Out that my, the my friend Mumita Ahmed, who's a big uh, organizer in the city. Yes, uh, I'm on. Founded, a, I'm in a group chat with Mumita. Yeah, so you know Mumita. She she yeah. made the hilarious comment that it would be like naming her consulting firm Bribies or her <laughs> vegan. Or her vegan restaurant, Beefies. And I was like, yeah, you're absolutely right. Who the fuck would call a transparency firm Shadow? DNC Seriously. people. That's who. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> no, and it was so funny, too, because, you know, I can't find the tweet at the moment, but but Tom Perez, you know, is tweeting out ahead of the Iowa caucus that he's so proud of all the changes they've made and how much, you know, quicker and more transparent and, and efficient this is going to be. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Oh, wow. Uh, well, we but, know that nothing makes things more efficient than, A, involving the DNC, and hmm. B, letting them be responsible for digital infrastructure. I well, mean, let's talk just... about the, the absurdity of pretending that, uh, you know, apps need to be developed to accomplish something that we've been, I mean, you know, some friends and I were just discussing this. Um, th th these are not hard calculations to make. And in the, in the age we live in, you know, we, we put someone on the moon, you know, 60 years ago, this is yes. not complicated to do. And, and, you know, awards shows, American Idol, whatever can, uh, somehow manage to uh, receive and input and tabulate votes, you know, in a few instance, uh, right. but we can't do the same with, you know, anyway, I, it, it, it further transpires that the CEO of Acronym, the company behind Shadow, is married to an advisor to the Pete Buttigieg campaign. I think it's his communications director's wife, if I if I understand mm -hmm. correctly. And that, that may or that's may not right. be the correct title, but wow. I mean, that's, yeah. a, that's a significant role as well. I mean, uh -huh. And she, she was an out accident. canvassing for Pete Buttigieg. Yeah, sure. I mean, of course. <laughs> Of course, who wouldn't be? Uh, it's, yeah. that's the big the big winner in yeah. Iowa. So the media will have parroted for oh, the past course, several days. I mean, just in such oh, binary course. terms. Oh yeah. Pete Buttigieg, Victor. Pete Buttigieg, and they, and winner. Already, Sanders, of course, tried loser. to advance uh, the narrative. Yeah, they've and they've tried to advance the narrative that you know Pete uh, Pete wasn't paying them for the app. He was just paying them for something else, which is. To me, honestly, a kind of a moot point. Um, if you're giving someone business, what's well, a conflict of interest? That's, it doesn't need to be, you know, and, and regardless, uh, I, I don't buy that they were only paying for texting services like they claimed because that was essentially what Joe Biden's campaign did. And the, the, yeah. the amount of money they uh, gave uh, to Shadow was a, a, a tiny fraction of the amount. Negligible, Pete right. Yeah, Pete's negligible. was, I think, over 50K in total. I think it was 40 th something thousand, yeah. but I could be wrong unless there were a few entries. I think oh, there okay. were two two donations of twenty one k. I think is yeah. what I saw on the actual hard yeah. FEC report yeah. that somebody so, had. So had I mean, curated. let's let's look at this timeline here, right? Okay, so here's Pete yeah. Buttigieg. I don't know where. Um, yep, doesn't really have much of a shot in the rest of the country. Has zero percent black support. Is polling right. at seven percent nationwide. Dumps yep. all of his money into Iowa with no right. apparent plan for the rest of the country. No viable pathway forward to the nomination. Yeah. Um, let's see. Also, oh, is the only candidate 
uh, included at the infamous Stop Bernie meeting held at a donor mm. fundraising dinner for, at the, for the DNC. Mm. Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, gives a lot of money to a company that the DNC hires to create an app. Uh, in order to tabulate results for the caucuses. For a fucking caucus. Um, like, can we yeah, just talk caucus. very briefly about yeah. the idea Hold that Hold on, the I'm caucus... almost done here. <laughs> oh, go ahead. Sorry. And then, wow. Oh, and let's see. Oh, and then uh, stops one of the biggest, most important polls that usually gives a bump to the front runner uh, on the eve of the caucus ah, because it doesn't very happen good in call. the lead. Right. No. And then, uh, oh, prematurely declares victory when uh, with 0% reporting. Yep. It's almost like... If the DNC wanted a way to kill any early momentum that Bernie Sanders might have had ahead of the early states in Super Tuesday, yes, ma'am, it might look exactly like this. I think so, and it, and um, I wouldn't be surprised, and I don't think any of us should be surprised if uh, Pete Buttigieg uh, does poorly in the next few states, uh, folds yeah. his campaign, and receives a cushy job at the DNC, or possibly Absolutely. a shadow. Who knows? Absolutely. <laughs> possibly an acronym. Any of possibly these parent, an acronym. Or possibly at a firm that goes by an acronym. Yeah. Oh well, God, don't they all seem to? <laughs> the best ones do. <laughs> so anyway, anyway, I was I didn't mean to p- pipe in, but the the whole thing I've been meaning to say, because we've been talking about these things for so long, and for people who are listening and are like, kind of what is a caucus? It's like the kind of the dumbest, but also almost the simplest, purest way to do a vote where a bunch of people go into a room and there's literally a corner of the room for each candidate. You go to your corner, you look at where things are at, people talk, you get a chance to move around and hear other people's ideas, you pick a new corner. You talk a little more, boom, boom, boom. Everybody ends up in a fucking corner of the room. You count the fucking number of human being heads that are in each fucking corner, and you report that number up to some fucking board of elections somewhere, and that's it. Signed, sealed, delivered. Boom, we're moving on to the next state. Only the DNC would would delegitimize their own process by trying to insert a fucking a software app, something cool, something that's hackable that then, and this is a point I've made to people is this creates a sort of wall where normally if a guy walks into a room and grabs the ballot box and throws it and screams and makes a fit, it's clear what just happened. Someone tried to sabotage the election. (laughs) When you're dealing with ones and zeros and apps and sponsors and donors and highest bidders at the DNC, you're looking at a fucking web of red tape and rat fuckery that goes just about as deep as anything else has ever gone in this and political landscape to the average person and that's why it's so brilliant if it is indeed a deliberate ruse in order to conduct information warfare and to delegitimize yeah. the iowa caucus entirely because let me tell you what are republicans and middle of the road non-sophisticated american voters thinking democrats are fucking clown idiots why are they yeah, thinking they're, that? they're either corrupt it's mainly or incredibly true. incompetent or that's both it. or both or it's a, or it's yeah, some unflattering mixture of mm-hmm. both that is yeah. occurring for these people. And, I mean, and if you ask me, given, the, and I can't prove it, of course, but given the balance of uh, the evidence uh, that we, we've you know compiled about the origins yeah. of this app and who is behind it, and uh, given the timing of you know the the point at which uh, suddenly there was a big problem with the app and uh, we needed to put a halt to everything and call in the big guns, if you ask mm-hmm. me, what looks like to have happened is that. Um, you know, uh, things were tracking along and then the DNC became aware or the IDP became aware that the Sanders campaign had their own independent source for, for the data. At that point, they realized they were fucked and yes. they decided they needed to try to begin to backpedal and find some way to reconcile the publicly available data with their story, um, which right. I, you know, I think that is probably the most likely uh, explanation to all of this. But um, going back yep. to caucuses, I mean... You know, back in 2016, you know, progressives tended to do better in the caucus states. And the easy explanation for that is, of course, that, you know, a caucus is harder to rig or misrepresent uh, because, yes, you do have people physically filling up rooms. You can see clearly which groups are bigger. And that is a definite advantage to the caucus. And there's vibes in the room, too, right? There's like a movement feeling is clear to people. Like that corner of the room is actually like, that's what I've heard. And and I have no experience with some of the bigger cities. Um, and I mean, this is my first experience with the caucus as well. Um, but especially in bigger cities, I think you definitely have that to an extent. Um, my, uh, precinct was very small. I, I felt kind of like, um, nobody in that room was really prepared for the vibe I was ready to roll in there with. Um, 
But um, it did, it was very quiet. Most people seemed a little bit bored. They wanted to get it over with. Um, you know, it, it didn't have the kind of energy that I think maybe people are, are imagining if they're seeing uh, photos or videos from some of the larger caucuses. Um, yeah. That, and I will say this. I mean, I, I think there are pros and cons to the caucus system for sure. I mean, when we're already working with a system that is incredibly antiquated and fraught with issues and problems and loopholes that can be exploited, um, yeah. and, and the entire thing needs to be reformed and, and rethought. Um, I think, you know, it's, it's one thing to say, okay, well, th this, this, uh, area of this system has some advantages for us strategically now, but in the same right. way that capitalism is not inherently good and we need to figure out a way to, uh, rethink everything, um, without it. Uh, I, I, there are problems with the caucus system as well. I, I don't find it very democratic that, um, people have to show up at a certain time or they cannot, uh, have their vote counted or that yep. they have to remain there for hours, which is very hard on families with children, uh, as it drags on and they have to sit there with their kids for hours, um, with yep. very little to do, um, in close quarters like that. And, there's also very little accommodation made for people who cannot physically get to the caucus. So that is hard for people um, with disabilities. Quite it's ableist. People who are yep. housebound. Yeah, it's ableist, right? Um, now, there are there's such a thing as the satellite caucuses, which is, you know, sort of an attempt to address some of that. Um, but so, yeah, I mean, there are, there are pros and cons. And as we've seen from the Iowa caucuses this year, uh, it's not impossible to cheat, even with a caucus. Right. Absolutely. So, you know, as long as there is a sort of a chain of command... Uh, with uh, people reporting to other people and so forth, there's always a possibility for someone to do something like, oh, I don't know, create an app to uh, oversee right. part of that process. And uh, yep. and that's that's honestly something that's been very heartbreaking to watch as these um, stories are cropping up on Twitter uh, from hardworking, honest, good faith, uh, uh, local party officials on the ground who yep. did their job. They ran efficient orderly caucuses. They did the math correctly and they yep. submitted their results in a timely fashion. And what happened? They still they've haven't been, been made reported to look or like, processed. They've been made to look like utter fools by yeah. a state democratic party and potentially mm -hmm. a national democratic infrastructure and certainly a mainstream media infrastructure is totally ready to run with it. They they've have. been made to look like incompetent idiots. And, they have. And, and I feel so bad Black for Hawk. my friends who are native Iowans who have watched Absolutely. this happen and are enraged. Um, at the way that the, you know, that all their hard work has been, you know, mishandled. And, and the, and, th the thing is, it will probably all come out in the wash. I think at this point, both uh, the Iowa Democratic Party and the DNC understand that they have to make their side of the story square up with the Sanders campaign's uh, numbers, or they're going to look corrupt. Um, right. But in the meantime, it's been very interesting to look at the way that the, the, the precincts and counties that have been reported the last that have been saved for the last have been startlingly consistent with the areas where Bernie Sanders has won. Yeah. And that, if you ask me, is grounds for a lawsuit. There's, it's Absolutely. not been randomized enough for that to be attributable to any other factor. Um, and this, Though I this feel is, like it's just plausibly deniable enough. In the spirit of the DNC, it's just enough. <laughs> In the enough spirit where of they the DNC, say, who knows? You know, it look, you but, know. But I mean, let me put it this way only just now, now that I'm checking the IDP caucus website. Only yep. just now is the precinct where I was kept and even showing up in the list. And that is not the only precinct that was missing or not reported up until this point. And, and you've wouldn't you know, my precinct, Bernie Sanders. killed. Sanders he victory. took half of the available delegates in my precinct. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and, that, and, and this has been happening. I mean, obviously, Blackhawk County. Um, we heard reports of the same thing happening in Polk County. Oh, here's yep. a fun one. My friend Jennifer Wynn. Uh, who was the precinct chair for uh, Hawarden, which is in Sioux County. Okay. They had their caucus not only at the same time, but in the same room as Reading Precinct. Uh, hmm. they, the results were submitted at the exact same time. Reading was announced a while ago, and Hawarden was still absent from the reckoning. And yes, Bernie <laughs> killed there. Oh same my gosh. room. Happening oh concurrently, submitted at the same time. Same thing yep. for, I mean, I, I keep seeing these popping up all over Twitter. These poor people, you know, they've got, they're like, we don't know what happened. We submitted them on time yesterday morning and they've still not been reported and we can't imagine why. And yeah, my precinct is now in the list up until yeah. now. It was only showing Madrid second and third. And I also know that Boone fourth ward in uh, Boone County was not showing up in the list. That's where my friend Jeremy White was precinct yep. captain. And uh, yeah. 
So you know, it's like it's it's like you said, it's these hardworking local officials who go out and make these heartfelt pleas. I mean, the guy from yeah. Blackhawk County is like and shouting so out people. Involved. Yeah, exactly, and he's shouting out people rightfully because his people yeah. are like, "What's going on?" And he's saying, "Look, so and so did a great job. So and so did a great job. We fulfilled our end of this bargain. Our paperwork yeah. went out. It was certified at the right time with everyone else's. We can't explain to you why, and in fact, we'd like to know." Mysteriously, twenty-five minutes later, the IDP is tweeting that there's been just a slight error. Oh, there's and been a mistake. Just making a slight amendment, and coincidentally, to the last it's always in the result. same direction. And and right, and that's and and as you say it, and you speak about it, of course, it seems like grounds for lawsuit. But I swear to you, it's just plausibly deniable, deniable enough. Excuse me, in every case, and that's how they design this shit. Everything, you know what I mean, is sat in a boardroom. I just when don't know what other the- metric for deciding this kind of thing could possibly account for this kind of consistency. Oh, of course. No. And I mean, yeah, I mean let, I let me, let's talk about this here. Day. Even it's if you left Sanders. all the satellite caucuses to the end. Okay. Well, maybe someone could come up with a sure. reason for that. Okay. Well, what is yeah, the reason for reporting Madrid second and third, but not first? They're all mm-hmm. in the same area. Right. What is the reasoning no. for reporting uh, her reading, but not her warden? They happened at the same, they happened in the same room, same goddamn right. room. It's okay? building out the it's, message. It's selective. It's it way exists. too selective. Totally. Yeah. It's let's yeah. drag out the results for days and days until the public is tired of this. They're not paying attention anymore. They've been turned on to some other incredibly stimulating and important news, which is impeachment or the state of the union address or Nancy Pelosi ripping paper in half queen. or any number of things. Yas queen. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know what? In my book, you, you only get points for ripping up a speech before the, the fascist uh, impeached criminal makes it. Yeah. Uh, not afterwards. During. But- Something exciting, something or during. I take during stupid a camera a camera stunt when he's not even looking. Whack! But at least it gave Donut Twitter a new GIF to use for. Oh, they were they were on me about it. It's funny because yes, they were their their thing was well, she's really going to dominate the news cycle, and I'm like, you guys are weird (laughs) creatures of the Beltway, and I'm embarrassed to know you. I'm sorry, really are the way you view society, and that's the way you view the bigger picture is. It, Man, it is we really so, showed yeah. Trump. We are going to dominate the news cycle. Wow. Sorry. Can we Didn't replay he, our I, clip about liberals? It's my Oh, sure. Thing. Yeah. I, in fact, I just learned this is an amazing clip that uh, that Emily just brought to my attention <laughs> that I've never heard. And it's from actually one of my uh, heroes. So kind of uh, kind of cool. Um, yeah. Give me one second. I think my friend Andy Argo uh, posted that clip in a thread somewhere, and it was just the perfect comment. Well, thank you, Andy, because this is great. We could get help from one of the groups in the liberal movement. No. Don't trust the liberals. They will betray you. They will, Patrick Stewart. And if, yeah, he's right. Every time. I mean, just when you think they're with you. No. No. And it's, it's, it's worse somehow. It's a betrayal. You, you expect your enemies to uh, not help you out, but it's, it's the people that claim to know better. And sort of ride into battle with you. And then at the first opportune moment, Oh yeah, they, they get behind you and they you're on your own. Yeah, mm-hmm. good luck out there. Yeah, well, it's just it's so funny because uh, I think these people have spent the last four years uh, trumpeting the importance of the popular vote. Yep. And here no, we're and about to be told by them that uh, it doesn't matter that Bernie has a matter. clear lead in the popular vote. That what matters yep. is the system, and if we don't know the system, we should just shut up and go home. I guess. Yep. Yep. Kids. Yeah, my friend Kat Bresler yeah, tweeted that. I, I was like, wow, what a great point. She said, you know, it was the first take I saw where somebody said it. It was, you know, get ready for the people who for the last four years have been <laughs> preaching popular vote to you to tell you that it now doesn't matter. And it's just it's yeah. constant mental gymnastics in our world. And it's constant this like this heart attack we're given by the MSM as they report all this bullshit. And we're stuck for 48 hours of our lives. We've been stressing unnecessarily for now something that's come down to a point one one tenth of a percent point. One tenth of one percent. One tenth of 26.1% <laughs> is all we're behind Pete Buttigieg. Um, 547 to 550 SDEs. Like, why the fuck did any of us even flinch over this, let alone lose sleep? I mean, we're in our group chat. You know, we've got people yeah. everywhere from dem exiting to this and that to right on the fly. I mean, and, and I understand their feelings, yeah. but it's like we're just. Uh, well, that's being... the frustrating thing. It's like the, the American people are already so have so little faith in the process, very rightly so. And yes. our voter turnout is already shit. And, and here we are with so many volunteers on the ground putting in all of these hours and hours 
you know, doing walking democracy. around in the freezing cold, doing democracy, putting boots to the ground, knocking on doors, making voter contact, and doing our best to uh, turn out the vote. And what what happens? This crap happens. And it's just everything that people who've already lost faith in the system, you know, expected to happen. And yeah. it's, I think Peter Dow, actually, of all people, um, had some really good tweets about this. This is My just- guy. My, he's really just come I mean, through. I love what him. What a thing. What if that's, I, that's shout what out happened to, Peter Dow. to a, just a good hearted, you know, good person who just is, maybe wasn't always on the right side of shit. No, I mean, he and, was stubborn and boy, was he a pain in all of our asses for a while, but he was always oof. sincere and genuine. And once he but saw then, the light, boy, yes. did he see the light. Oh, uh, when those people come around, it's almost like, I think it's just even more rich for us to enjoy. It maybe is, that's why it really we're enjoying is. it so much, but he is brilliant anyway. Yeah, his takes have been incredible this cycle. As to where last cycle, I found myself just, you know, gritting my teeth at at his takes. Um, <laughs> yeah. But it's cool how people change and come around. And, and a lot of folks that I knew uh, who were, you know, maybe not a lot, but there's a solid handful of folks I knew from the Clinton camp in my area who've defected oh, yeah. over our way, which, mm-hmm. you know, and it is. And I, we've, we touched on this briefly earlier, and I can't remember the context, but in the 2016 contest, it was just sort of a very clear decision. It was the establishment or it was Mm -hmm. the revolution. And now we've got this muddy splintered fragmented pack of ragtag democratic idiots. (laughs) And we've got our poor, you know, generally non-sophisticate populace taking in what they take in from the goofy ass mainstream media. And it's just not a clear cut choice anymore. We're working a lot harder to hit these 30, 35% thresholds of of approval in this big field. But let me tell you, I feel like as the field starts to whittle down, I think it's going to really, uh, you know, we're going to get dividends on all this work. Um, and, you know, I'm not well, going to put a little under the table. Well, and that's been something that's been but- so, uh, so satisfying to see is, you know, I think, you know, we, we've been trying for four years to, you know, just scrambling to kind of come up with some sort of infrastructure or organization yeah. overnight almost that could that could somehow, you know, be the equal of the, the entrenched power of the Democratic establishment. And yeah. I think we were coming into this election cycle. It was there was sort of this question of like, have we done enough? Are we strong enough? Are we organized enough? Are we there? Are um, we ready? Are, do we have enough of a presence everywhere in order to prevent 2016 from happening again? And I mean, to to some extent, there's no way of preventing. Well, I mean, there's no preventing uh, the DNC from attempting a lot of the same garbage. Um, but right. I think this is the kind of this was our sort of our first battle where we got to kind of test our mettle. And I am incredibly mm-hmm. happy and proud to say I feel like we have absolutely um, got something in place that the DNC is going to find very, very, very hard uh, to yeah. to equal. Um, I, I, I mean, the the sheer brilliance, the simplicity, and the elegance of Bernie simply, you know, of the campaign simply saying we were we were going to have someone at every precinct feeding us the information in real time so that yeah. we have that, and then sitting back and allowing them to essentially trap themselves yes and then saying guess what we have the receipts um because it's it's so simple and beautiful but what it does is it maximizes the area of our greatest strength which is our sheer numbers and motivation and passion because the dnc couldn't possibly pay people to be everywhere with the right. eyes on everything, with the intensity and the focus and the motivation that we have. Um, Absolutely. You know, so it's, it's playing to our strengths. You know, we will make up for the lack of money or, or power or influence that we have by simply covering ground like nobody's ever seen, both knocking on doors and doing voter outreach, but also supervising the process. And yep. I think if we continue to do that, and have that kind of presence on the ground everywhere going into the rest of these contests. Um, yeah. Well, I think the DNC would be, uh, and, and state parties would be um, well advised to uh, watch themselves going forward. Yeah. Um, and, 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 I'm, and I'm glad that that got, we got that out of the way now, this uh, early yeah. on in the, in the season. <laughs> and it might not so, be over, um, you know, other states oh, it's probably not, but at this point the battle upset. lines have been drawn and, and we've yes. made a show of strength that should give yes. them pause. We've set a um, nice precedent that we're ready we for your bullshit. And we are ready and we are prepared and we're not taking it. Yeah. Yep. And, and we have what it takes to, uh, to uh, defend our own turf. And to speak to, and to speak to the point of our own turf and the point that you just made about, uh, and a few of the points you just made, starting with the fact that, 
you know, Bernie, we're, we're so proud of the camp for being so ready for this sort of bullshit. I mean, I don't know about you, but in 2016, I was I was watching debates, reading newspaper articles and thinking they're fucking us. It's clear what yeah. they're doing. They're, yeah. they're doing X, Y and Z and they're fucking us. And I thought to myself, you know, like a true long, long con, long game revenge <laughs> artist does. I was thinking to myself, how could we not get fucked like this again? And I think many people much, much smarter than me and more well-connected to uh, Bernie circles, I think we're also thinking that the more I see 2020 play out. And it's so rewarding. And and now to piggyback on that, as far as the turf and the regional stuff, here in New York, you know, I, I my group, the New York Progressive Action Network, um, if you're a New Yorker, got to get registered or affiliated before Valentine's Day here. Quick plug, go to nipan.org slash register for a quick uh, DMV re-registration or affiliation experience. But anyway, um, we've done so much shit. We started as a little tiny group. You know, our first conference, AOC, was a was a, a, tr- a candidate in training. Um, you know, we went through all these things. We we had the voter registration deadline changed. We petitioned for Cynthia Nixon when she ran for governor. We work for all these progressive candidates. We've endorsed slates of candidates. We've written a platform. We've built a real physical organization with real physical chapters in every corner of the state. And now it's like, for these years, people have wondered, like, what are we doing? Why are we doing this? Bernie, it's so far off. Will Bernie even run? And is the progressive movement worth it and everything? And now it's just come full circle to where we are like a powerful entity that the campaign just tapped to oversee exactly. the petitioning. You know, and we just handed in 65,000 signatures. You know, we we accelerated, uh, excuse me, we exceeded God the goal damn. by by like six times. And we've got well done. full slates of delegates in every single one of our 27 congressional districts in the state. We we are the only damn. camp. We are the only camp who has a delegate in every district, let alone being the only camp who has full slates in every district with unchallengeable petition numbers, which are more than double the requirement in every single case. That's why you work in the off season, my good friends. Seriously. That's hands, why you work when it's a, when you it's, guys. I mean, it's, I mean, yeah, I joined with these guys in their very, very formative phase. I was not a delegate last go around. I just missed that whole thing as you and I had discussed on a previous show, but some of these people I, I work with, I mean, George Albro, Arthur Schwartz, Emily Adams, these people are stay up all night, a week straight, whatever it takes, we're getting the thing done kind of people and there's people like that all over the country who are into bernie that's bernie's kind of people and yeah. that's why now it's it is a miracle what we're seeing where everyone's kind of coming together and and in remaining in solidarity as we go through this tribulation of this iowa debacle which really i think in any form we are now the victor we've won yeah. the popular vote sweepingly and resoundingly we are within 3 of 550 sdes with still 3% of the vote out there um one tenth of a percent point what victory isn't ours yet if you Seriously. ask any american who is just watching the television or talking to their friends at work pete is the winner bernie they thought was going to win but something happened there And this is exactly the narrative they want. And this is, in my opinion, why they, the mainstream media, did this jaw-dropping act of three days before Iowa. Bernie (laughs) Sanders surging. Bernie Sanders set to win. Bernie Sanders, king of victory, can never fail. And if he does... Oh, he's majorly lost momentum and steam. Uh He's majorly down. How will he possibly recover from not sweeping Iowa? You know, it's just... Surely this will stop Bernie Sanders. Oh, my favorite group. They have got to be sick of me over in that group. Ever since I saw you tag it once, I, I totally reach with oh, it God. now. I mean, I could see someone just have God. a bad I'm like meal. I'm a dealer. And I'll just tag. Yeah. Putting people onto these uh, tag groups. The no, tag but yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's so many ways uh, we, we are victors coming out of this. I mean, I mean, just think about the fact that, you know, as has happened in 2016, the mainstream media has been trying to bury Bernie. They don't never talk about him. He gets a fraction of the coverage, the free coverage that other uh, candidates get. And, uh, you know, it's been the Biden channel across uh, every uh, supposedly liberal or progressive uh, corporate media uh, outfit. But um, and now now look what's having to happen now. All of these people across America who maybe. I mean, I bumped into people who didn't even know Bernie Sanders was running again. That's how bad it's been. And now they've had to at least see that he is, what, even just tied? Well, that's still way more than I think a lot of people even thought he was going to do. And what else have we done? 
we've destroyed past any resuscitation the idea of Joe Biden being a front runner in this race. Joe Biden is nowhere. He is in a distant fifth. He's well, his campaign has one foot in the grave. Um, he's not a front runner and is not going to be going forward. And uh, so that was a, a handy little victory there. Pete Buttigieg is not going to be the president. He's polling at 7% nationwide, last I knew. Uh, he has no money left. He dumped it all into Iowa, which partially explains why he's even this close. Um, so if a candidate other than Bernie had to win Iowa, which he hasn't, but let's just say he did for the sake of the argument, you'd, you'd pretty much want it to be Pete, anyone else, and it would say something about you know the rest of the race. Pete's going nowhere. He has 0% black support. Oh, another really cool thing to come out of uh, the Iowa results. I'm looking here at an article, an ABC News article, um, which uh, is going over various, uh, just looking at the, the, the data from different angles, kind of seeing how the different candidates did across different demographics. I find this uh, incredibly indicative. Uh, when we look at uh, diversity among uh Iowa caucus goers. Obviously, Iowa is a super white state. I think it's like 90% white. So obviously, this is all relative. However, among uh, voters who are not white, voters of color, black and brown uh, voters, um, let's see here. Uh, Elizabeth Warren and Andrew Yang both pulled about 12% apiece. Joe Biden pulled about 13%. Pete Buttigieg got about 15%. Bernie Sanders took 43% of the non-white vote in the state of Iowa. That's almost triple the next uh, it's candidate. amazing. I actually, you've just caused me to realize that I underquoted and misquoted that stat earlier in a status I made oh, really? because I thought I thought someone came closer and I, I, I undersold Bernie's utter dominance of that segment, um, which yeah. he, of course, deserves. He is the candidate. Well, I think it, it, it's just, it really reflects, um, I mean, not just Bernie's policies, but the efforts that the campaign has made in Iowa to build a strongly multi-ethnic, um, multi-generational uh, yes. movement on the ground here, going to the, uh, um, I mean, just the efforts in terms of um, like the bilingual uh, canvassing um, teams that were sent out, um, yeah. the efforts that were made to reach uh, people, uh, Spanish-speaking people, um, and, and, and really go to these communities and kind of understand what's going on with them, specifically them, not just Iowans as a whole. Um, um, I mean, when we look at some of these satellite caucuses, which hopefully we'll see the results for soon, I believe there was yes. one, there was a caucus actually held inside a mosque, and I think it was kind of historic. It was one of the first times that it happened. I and saw that. Of the 200 caucus goers in that mosque, 99% were for Bernie Sanders. Yep. Yeah, that I saw that article. mind blowing. Yes. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. This is, this is an example. Yeah. Of course, it's an example of two things. One, traditionally underrepresented Americans finally getting a chance to participate in the caucusing exactly. process. And two, them almost more importantly, well, I guess not more importantly, but, but, but more crucially to their involvement is this movement, this multiracial, multiethnic, multi-age, multi-generational coalition, which has truly reached out to the corners of our society, yes. which are generally underrepresented, well, which yeah. are voting otherwise normal voting Americans, good citizens who have just been disenfranchised by a system which is generally, in my state, we have a closed primary. I mean, yeah. until recent reforms, if you weren't registered, affiliated, I's dotted and T's crossed 13 months before the election, you weren't voting in the thing. You right. know, it's 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 designed to leave out folks it who is. are not thinking about the big, big, long political game. Right. And, it's designed and, to exclude the folks on the margins. It's designed to make it you know, difficult And we're seeing these people come in. We are. Right. We're seeing the, people the finally. Mosque, it's amazing. Yeah, we're seeing people finally lift up their heads and say, "Hold on, maybe it is possible that there could be somebody in this system that actually represents me um, yeah. and my interests." And yeah. and and what do you know when you're willing to do that and be that and reach out to people? They actually respond. It's incredible. That's right. <laughs> That's right. And most most consultants would throw an idea like that right in the trash can, and oh, most yeah. candidates would nod along because ah. Uh, 
Is it worth it? Uh, yeah, well, I'm pretty sure of, uh, prevailing democratic wisdom is to assume that those people have to vote for you because you're the default choice. Right. Well, it, it's lines. either, and it's like we've talked about before, the super low bar, the low, the low hanging fruit of we're better than Trump. Oh yeah. And then they spend 90% of their time talking about how bad Trump is, 10% of the time talking about how how much they're not that bad. Yep. Uh, which is a pretty shitty way to spend 100% of your time. No offense, <laughs> Democratic Party. Sorry, but you guys have to find a no like, offense, much but more productive. Offense. Yeah, like offend. Yeah. Like, fuck you. Find a better way to spend yeah, your time. Yeah, actually, fuck you. Frankly, yeah. from the first moment I was involved in, in politics and brought in by Bernie, I was like wine dined and romanced by my local Democratic Party who uh, the, the remnants of which have been stricken from my area, like some sort of termite or roach. Oh. Uh, we won't go down that road, but these people were the worst kind of people. And a brilliant coalition of independent minds and thinkers in my county somehow came together, coalesced and removed these idiots from power. Um, so my county committee yeah. is actually a well-functioning entity. Now props to the Tioga County Democratic Committee. Y'all are the real fucking MVPs. Nice. Um, Y'all and people like you who get these evil cancers out of local politics. Um, you know, yeah. but anyway, um, it's, it's a different time. I'm so thrilled to see things like, like this case of the mosque. I saw the, the couple articles and I'm, I'm so FOMO jealous that I'm not out in Iowa. <laughs> I wasn't out in Iowa with y'all, but I, I was reading all the articles and really taking in the info. And I saw that one and that was, it was I was, I couldn't believe the stats I was seeing, you know, like, yeah. literally more than 95% of the caucus scores for Sanders. And it's just, it just speaks to this, this greater all-inclusive movement that we've built. And it's very intersectional. Is, yeah, it, it absolutely is. And hopefully it's going to become more so as we as we move state to state yeah. and we stay on the high road and, um, you know, we, we stay doing yeah. what Bernie does. You know, I mean, considering, you know, the absolute onslaught of negative ads that have come out. I mean, Bernie's the only candidate so far to be the target of a negative ad in Iowa, I believe. Right. Um, and, you know, obviously we've, we've been inundated by these ads very recently. Um, the uptick in voters for Pete Buttigieg, particularly among caucus goers who decided at the last minute, I think was very telling or, or, or made up their minds very recently, um, which I think speaks to some of that. Um, yes. But, you know, even even with all of that, you know, um, I think it, this is just this should really be. Uh, Send a message to the Democratic Party, uh, on, you know, on the on a large scale, not the local uh, parties, of course. But I'm um, just yeah. like there is no substitute for an engaged, enthralled, um, passionate volunteer grassroots uh, movement that is willing to show up at people's doors and make contact yep. with real human beings and have real conversations. Because yep. our ground game there was untouchable. We had yeah. I can't even remember how fast we were knocking on doors at one point, but um, yeah, or, or the way we smashed through our, our call goal, uh, which Doubled we had to double goal. it because we made it so quickly. I, I um, told people, I, like, I tell people this, like, it's like, I'm not even on the front lines and I'm telling these stories, of the front lines and these people just draw on the floor. They're like, what? Yeah. I said, yeah, that's right. They wanted to make five and they made 10 million calls or whatever it was. And they're yeah. just like, oh my God. And rightly so. It's amazing stuff that is being done, not by money. I yeah. mean, I guess, you know, a little bit of like two seventy, two $2.70 donations are, are buying people pizza and, and printing it, <laughs> printing a sign or two. But aside from that, it's people just loving what they're doing. I mean, it's just well, been, it's this true. Has been- and I mean, and we are, I mean, you know, not only being competitive, but we are one of the best funded campaigns at this point. And that money's come a little bit at a time from workers, families. Yep. Um, yep. But even, but at, like you said, there's absolutely no excuse or no uh, substitute for um, people just willing to pitch in and be, you know, an army, essentially yep. just doing it for free for, for, you know, out of hope, um, out of love for our families and our, our children and, and for the planet that we hope to leave them, you know, you can't, you can't buy that kind of passion. And I think this is uh, kind of a wake up call to the political establishment in uh, just in the sense that, that up till now, they've basically been able to count on making money serve for whatever they needed. And I think they're yeah. finally, uh, running up against the knowledge that that's not going to work anymore. Um, this is a whole new paradigm. And now we have the ability to galvanize and activate millions and millions of people who can do yes. what your money simply cannot do. Right. Um, and I actually made that case uh, when each uh, precinct captain for each candidate has to kind of give, go up and give a little one minute speech, kind of a, a pitch for their yeah. candidate before the alignment happens. And um which I wasn't really aware of until a few days before. And I, I, I think I was supposed to give the, the speech that the campaign hands out, which I did read over, but I didn't memorize it. And 
at the end of uh, the day, I'm, I'm more, I'm going to be a better, uh, more effective speech giver if it's, if it just comes straight from me. So I just, you know, I just made the case, you know, look, I'm here. I came here two weeks ago. I've been knocking on doors in the cold and talking to Iowans. I'm doing this on my own time. I'm here for Bernie for a lot of reasons. I briefly listed a few, you know, I think I, I went for uh, the work, you know, he's a, he's the candidate of the working class. Give him, give, give him to us. If you wouldn't uh, mind, you know, give him, give him he, to us a little because I want to hear. He is the labor candidate. He is, you know, he has been, he has had the backs of workers ever since he got into politics. Um, he is, you know, he's for a living wage. He's for a strong union movement again. You know, he wants workers to enjoy. Wants a a double living. unions. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I said, you know, he's the climate candidate. His Green New Deal is easily the boldest, most courageous uh, plan to combat yes. climate change and save this planet. He is the healthcare candidate. His Medicare for all plan would eliminate co-pays, premiums, deductibles. Yes. You're a human yes. being. Yes. You have healthcare. End of story. Right. Um, right. But I said at the end of the day, I'm for Bernie Sanders because he understands to in a way that no one else does that he cannot deliver any of this on his own, that it is going to take a grassroots movement movement of millions. And he is the candidate who has proven that he can galvanize the, exactly that movement and harness the power of the people because change only comes from the bottom up, not the top down. Right. Um, right. And I right. did manage right. to say right. that in about a minute. <laughs> and wow. um, yeah, so I, I felt, felt good about that. But yeah, just, um, Getting to be a part of that process was honestly really, I, I, even if it hadn't turned out to be so pivotal um, in the, the reporting of the fallout of this, I was really happy to kind of have one more thing to you know, go under my belt in terms of um, getting getting my hands into sort of the the, the, the democratic process and uh, absolutely see how the sausage is made, so to speak. But I got to see you get to see how the sausage is made through, <laughs> through the internet. I was trying to was, keep you all updated on my oh, uh, your shit little was adventures. The best. You're like, you're like, you're like one day you're just like, for I am a common canvasser. And then the next day you're like, ah, well, maybe I'm at this like huge concert. This is kind of cool. The next day you're like, I'm actually a precinct <laughs> captain. Next day you're like, oh, here I am backstage um, at the big, yeah, oh, there's Bernie. But no big deal. I'm just like, diabolically well, killing know, stuff me, just, It just kind of happens, you know? You, well, no, I know. Oh, I totally know. Circles I told, for long look, enough, and you do you do the work, and eventually oh you start meeting people. You, and you're telling my you're telling my fucking story. I get it. <laughs> Trust me. I'm just not physically on the fucking oh, ground with I you know. in Iowa, locking arms with you, dosy doing, square dancing around behind the fucking press barricade. <laughs> That's my problem. Um, but we'll get there. There's a lot we of states there. left. <laughs> yeah, but no, I know that exact story you're telling. I've been that li I, like, oh my god, that's yeah. it. You do the work, you hang out, you do a little more work, you meet the cool person. The cool person tells you about the cool place. You go there, you meet actually all the cool people. Now oh, you're was, on the big group. That was now really you're doing fun. The uh, yeah, a little happening, little side quest, I suppose. But uh, after I picked Jeremy up in um, Omaha, we were just gonna head straight out to Boone, and um, it was getting on in the day. And as mm -hmm. we were driving, we were just passing Des Moines, kind of on the outskirts of Des Moines, and. And he, he said he just noticed an event pop up in his timeline, this little concert that was being given uh, by this uh, band. Um, oh, God, I'm, I'm blanking on the name. Um, if you search on Facebook, I had, and I had just seen a clip of them playing for another Bernie concert like the night before. And I was like, damn, they're good. These um, kind of doing these like uh, traditional like Latin uh, songs kind of, um, but then they, they were doing kind of like a, a political twist on them. Um, anyway, it was just incredible oh, sound shit. and it, yeah, I yeah, think yeah. I might have tuned in momentarily to that yeah. live I know video, the name is, is in Spanish and of course the only Spanish I know is protest chants and swear words. So, um, I'm, I'm blanking on that, but anyway, um, yeah. and, and Jeremy was like, Hey, do you want to go to this? And I was like, yeah, why not? So, um, we swung into Des Moines and we, we showed up and it was a pretty small venue and not, not too many people there. Um, yeah. We noticed the big old uh, "Not Me Us" bus was parked outside, so we we're like, oh, "Oh, wait a minute!" And uh, we got we get inside, and us. we're yeah, it's all and people are taking <laughs> selfies in front of it. And stuff is cute, of but um, what? I said, of course, I would be too. Oh yeah, so we get inside, and we're we're uh, just standing around, and the whole press, you know, uh, area is filled up with uh, reporters and stuff. And I was like, that's interesting, and I'm uh, just kind of standing there and. I look over to my right and um, these people over there look really familiar. And I was kind of trying to not be obvious, but sort of like figure out who they were. And I knew I'd seen them somewhere. Yeah. And I realized uh, this little girl who's standing there, uh, maybe around 11 or so, she looks an awful lot like Bernie Sanders' granddaughter. Oh, fuck. And then I realized that the gentleman standing next to her, who I assumed was her dad, he 
looks kind of familiar too. And then I'm trying to remember what David Driscoll looks like, and I just can't remember. And uh, and then I noticed the logo on his jacket said Burton. <laughs> ah. And at that point, I was pretty sure. Um, <laughs> at, sure enough. And um, and uh, Jane was there as well. This, and again, this is a very small venue. And um, when I say they were to my right, I mean they were literally standing right next to me. And, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then so they, they walked off, and uh, they were backstage with Jane, and then – they they uh, came out and uh, Jane Jane talked and um, and then uh, Michael my friend Michael Samen uh, who I had worked with developing uh, an, an app over the summer last summer uh, before the Burn app was actually a fully uh, fledged app when it was I still a web based app. I remember watching you, yeah, yeah, yep, yep, and we yep. we basically developed an app that kind of uh, provided a lot more tools uh, for people to use when uh, canvassing or talking about Bernie, and we we created like a. Uh, we we actually incorporated the burn app into it, um, but I I'd, I'd never actually met Michael in real life. And uh, next thing I know, he's up there speaking. Uh, he's basically being a Sergey. He's telling his story, and um, he has a very interesting story. Actually, his family came from there, uh, a Peruvian, and um, he basically uh, learned learned to code at a young age and kind of helped um, support his family that way. And uh, is he, he's actually like working for Google now or something, but, um, oh, cool. but I'd never met him in real life. And they, they started to introduce the next speaker and they were describing him and he was this young coder and he'd written you know these apps and he was only 23. And I went, Oh my God, are they talking about Michael? And next thing I know, <laughs> there he is. Oh, and so I, I, t- I texted him and I'm like, dude, I didn't know you were here. I mean, I just wandered into this concert and like, here's the Sanders family. Here's this friend of mine. And, yeah. and, uh, and then I, I bumped into a couple other people I knew. And, uh, next thing I know, we were all going out for drinks and we wound up, uh, yes. splitting a hotel room with them. And it was just incredible. And I'm like, Iowa during caucus season is just like a very small world. Right. And that's but, how you um, know you're meant to be there too. It you, is. You know, yeah. It's just place. like, look that's at all my people, favorite people you know? converging. Exactly. Yeah. It ain't no, it's no coincidence uh-huh. you ended up there. It's, it's. Yeah. Some of my favorite, uh, some of my friends who are also admins for popular, uh, Bernie Facebook pages, uh, the dank meme stash, et cetera. Yes. Samuel, Samuel Spadino is there. Uh, yep. Savannah Santos and Lily. Yep. I'm blanking on Lily's last name, but uh, they're uh, they I run. It's uh, like Lily Violet. I'm not sure. Yeah, if that's, that's what it says on Facebook. I'm not sure if it's her real last name. Yeah, but Lily, what's up? Hey, I, but yeah, I'm personal Facebook friends with all those guys, and I watched everybody like posting pictures again. Oh, my yeah. FOMO was and at ultimate <laughs> high rates. Well, we but it was fine because well, so much shit was going on that I could be valuable from the desk. So it was well, cool. Yeah, I was I was making memes and graphics and shit and doing shit. But hell man, yeah, did I wish I was at that little slightly oblate yeah. spheroid round table that you guys were sitting at because that was oh at the end. Yeah, that was. That was the same building. Uh, it was the Holiday Inn, uh, uh, like conference center, and everything. That was where the the big uh, watch or after party that Bernie was at uh, was at. Totally the, he was actually staying there at that Holiday Inn. Now, unfortunately, oh, nice. I I did not make it to the party until after he spoke. I I, I got there uh, just in time to mm-hmm. kind of catch the tail end of Nina, and uh, yeah. I think Mark Poke can did he speak at that? I'm I'm, I'm kind of losing track because there were too many events, t- you know, tightly packed together, and I saw a bunch yeah. of people. But oh yeah. So but yeah, and uh, yeah, we were so wiped at the end of that. We were all just sitting around that uh, table kind of, you know, just uh, vibing. <laughs> totally, totally but, loved um, it. It was a great shot. And, and you guys yeah. are all, I mean, I love I love our, you know, we're sort of, you, you've been for much longer, but sort of part of like a, you know, a big, big friend group uh, that spans the whole country and is, is a lot of Bernie people out there that are pretty well. It's so true. Well connected, um, and it, it and it is fun when you eventually bump into those people in real life. The way you just kind of effortlessly connect. It's like, well, yeah, of course yeah. we're supposed to be part of this. We're, you know, we're a team, and um, absolutely. And that's been yeah. the case for me with like my NIPAN people in New York. You know, I knew most of them through video conferences for months and months and months before I personally met most of them, and they all knew each other as delegates. So yeah, it's always it's always like that. It's been like that for me my whole life. Whether it's like liking a band online or something, you get into something, you find your people. Often right. online, right? It's like a very millennial sort of condition, and then very much so. And then yeah, you meet up with these people in real life, and it's you it's do like and an inexplicable uh, connection you often have with people like right. that. So yeah, but yeah. so here we are. Um, quick recap on where we're at. We're still we we like where broke we into the show with the big news of ninety seven reporting, and in the spirit of this whole fucking race, that's where we still are. An hour later is ninety seven. I know, right? The precincts. It's a 550 to 547, absolutely negligible uh, tie here for SDEs, yeah. I think, regardless. 
Um, I think regardless of what the <laughs> official the, the the official winning uh, graphic, whose face is on it uh, at some point, probably buried under three irrelevant stories for CNN or something. Um, the, the the outcome is going to be uh, Bernie and Pete will take about the same amount of delegates out of this. Bernie clearly. Yeah. Has won the popular vote, which I think is obviously the most important thing here. And uh, moving forward into New Hampshire, a obvious undisputed front runner. And uh, oh, oh, yeah. oh have yeah. the same success anywhere else. So yeah, the Iowa front runner thing was a little bit of a media kind of exploitation and, and maybe trying to make us look bad if we didn't dominate. The New Hampshire right. front runner status is just something that's that's rock solid. You know, and I'm I actually Oh just yeah, look, that lead he's opened there. there is insurmountable. And I'm going there and I know so many people who are delegates in New York, who are kind of the people Same. in New York who, who maybe are not like hitting doors every weekend who are now after Iowa. Like mm -hmm. I'm like, I love my pets more than anything. I love my house and staying ahead of my chores and I love going to the gym and all this bullshit, but I'm, I'm obviously going to New Hampshire this weekend. It's, it's a mere six hour drive. Um, I, and I just scored you. an Airbnb. It's a little bit more of a hike for me. Quite a hike for you. Oh yeah. man, I wish I could somehow get you flown out here though, because you're like such an asset to the to the street teams wherever you oh, wherever thank you're you. knocking. Well, of course, you're killing it. I mean, you know, it's <laughs> kind of like how we're friends is your ability to uh, to like sell this movement and 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 feel it and make other people feel it because that's kind of what is our job as the uh, spreaders of Bernie's good word is to just make people feel it. However, yes. we can do that. Um, so yeah, we're moving into New Hampshire. Um, you know, it's kind of it's an interesting place where we are where we are big picture. We're like sitting here squabbling um, for votes over, you know, with with this Ratatouille looking ass, Boy Scout looking ass, Junior Cub Scout leader, Pinewood Derby winning looking ass, motherfucker. I think one of my favorite tweets was the one that said uh, that the Iowa caucus results were late or the uh, the data was uh, incomplete because. Uh, uh, Pete Buttigieg had been chewing on the wires at the data center. <laughs> 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 I love it. Pete Buttigieg, his only cling to relevancy six months ago was a fucking essay he wrote about how great Bernie Sanders was. Um, and uh, you know, greater... I have a conspiracy theory that that never actually happened. That was just yeah. a detail that the CIA figured would be really good to try to swing some of the Bernie crowd over to Pete. What do they call that with the Bernie? Think about it. That's Baron exactly Stain what you Baron? would come up with. The, yeah, the, no, totally. the Mandela effect, yeah. The Mandela effect, correct. No, but right, I mean, think right, right. about it. Who's going to, I mean, did anyone hear about this essay before like a year ago? Right, in person. I want to hear someone <laughs> who was there in person. Right. Who, I mean, who doesn't have, worst, who wasn't a most McKinsey Most anyone's going to say is, I don't remember that, but that doesn't prove anything. Yeah, I know, right? Exactly. I mean, th that just sounds like exactly the kind of detail you would add to the story if you were hoping to uh, uh, how peel off some of the Bernie voters. How fucked are our lives that we sit here all day and are just navigating spin? You know, yeah. like, I mean, I don't know about you, but I can't go to the, I, I mean, I can't experience any moment in my life without analyzing the spin that's in it. Just well, and I mean, I, and I didn't, I, and nobody can accuse me of, you know, wanting to see conspiracy where there is none. I definitely did not have this opinion of Pete a year ago, but sure. I think now looking at the role that he has played in this race, it is hard to avoid the narrative yeah, that really this, is. you know, McKinsey guy who's, uh, you know, whose brief uh, tour in oh. Afghanistan was extensively His documented by professional photographers. Yeah. And uh, just, you know, it clearly has no actual viable path to the nomination and yet has been supported by how many billionaires? <laughs> I think he's the you only know. one who has more billionaire donors is uh, uh, Joe Biden. So, I mean, bad yeah. call there, but you know, and has uh, is, is so connected with the, the party and is being, you know, propped up by the party here. And it's like, you know, you, you, you have to start to wonder, you know, what exactly is the agenda here? And uh, is, is the CIA picture. finally attempting to do in our own country what it does everywhere else whenever a socialist yeah. leftist populist leader looks like he's about to seize power? Right, 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 you get, right. You, it throw. makes you wonder. Yep, it's not as though there's it. not precedent here. Yeah, let's put in a oh, puppet who's uh, favorable absolutely. to our interests. Yep. And uh, oh, and we'll even uh, we'll cover over that transition with a, a sketchy looking election, and we'll tell the people that we're we're serving the interests of democracy. Of course, <laughs> but what else could they be doing? So many weird takes on the internet about all that. <laughs> I'm glad we're almost through Iowa. Like looking at this 97 percent of precincts, I'm I'm very delighted that this is the version the mainstream media is putting out, where we're like just about yeah. to beat them. Um, because if this is what they're putting out. 
my bet is that there's a bit of fuckery, like a handicap of maybe 3% oh, yeah. points. It's probably going to put us yeah. into a, a safer lead once like legal shit is I done. I think once Bernie's legal team gets through with this, uh, they will they will have broadened that uh, gap a little bit. Yeah. And there's some. I, I, trust, I trust our internal numbers uh, more than anything Me else. Too. And, and we too. have Bernie. I kind of came out so. with a hot take online because as as a, some of the friends in our circles know, I have a friend who, who I mean, I have a ton of friends on the campaign, but I have one who works in the inner circle. We know you're like hot a, shit, Steve. No, 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 no. I'm not. <laughs> He's the I'm fucking kidding. man. We all applied for jobs with Bernie. Look, I've applied for like, Right, yeah, I know. Applied. We all have. <laughs> but, but, but my friend Josh is like really like an actual, you know, a genius at these things that he does. And so he's got this great job and he'll, he'll email out these kind of cryptic bits of info to my group and of course right. i share them with y'all and he 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 told me he told us that you know the campaign said we're good we're gonna win and we kind of yeah. all took that and ran and and then in the past two days we've been being slowly like you know drawn over this board and cranked and and you know and tortured yeah. with these fucking half facts and half statistics and all the while that these goofy incomplete numbers are on the screen, you got these talking heads hammering these stupid taglines into your brain about how Sanders failed and where was the Sanders momentum and just, wow, it's like, this is what these people do. It's what they've done. It's what they did in 2016. It's what they're going to keep doing. And now we, you and I, who've been through a cycle, we just got to preach to all the new people, like just, I know uh -huh. it's cognitive dissonance. It's crazy, yeah. but you just got to deal with it and move on, you know? Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, so I think uh, at this point we're not going to get any hot, um, any hot updates on the news. So we'll probably call this the third episode of burn after listening. Um, thanks so much, Emily, for, for joining me again, as always, and, uh, hope to get together soon again. Um, hope to get you on, on, of course, on our next show, if possible, if we can work the schedule where we have, um, so we've got some pretty special guests coming up in the next couple episodes of the show. So hopefully folks can uh, get subscribed. Uh, by the time you hear this, uh, we'll be just off of being a, a real official podcast with three episodes recorded in NRQ, so eligible to go up on the streaming services. Oh, so, yeah. Uh, look to our Facebook.com slash burn, B-E-R-N, listen, or Twitter at B-E-R-N, listen, for updates about where you can find the podcast online. So, um, again, Emily, I don't know if you have any closing notes or if you want to give a quick sign off to the, uh, to the comrades out there, but I thank you again for joining us. A definite, uh, fond, uh, farewell to all the comrades out there in particular, Jeremy, April, Savannah, Lily, Sam's, uh, Michael, Holla. I think if there's anyone else I missed. Holla, uh, could not everybody have everybody in the Bernie um, stands chat on Facebook that started everybody in the, the Bernie watch. stands chat. My God. Yes. And just like <laughs> everybody watching at home, everybody who, uh, generously contributed some money in order to get me out here. Big, big Ooh. love to you, all you guys, you guys are, you guys are the revolution. Seriously. Important shit. And it's like from each according to his ability. Am I right? Like just today I had right. some folks chip in to help me fix my phone. Because uh, the screen cracked when I dropped Ugh. it when I was out canvassing. There's only so many things you can juggle, you know? Right, but, right, uh, right, right. Yeah, just, I mean, this is why we are going to win. We have each other's backs. We pitch in, yep. you know, without question. And we do, we get shit done. We do what yep. needs doing. And we yep. are unstoppable. We we've changed the world already. What was our bad? What was bad words in 2016 is buzzwords <laughs> in 2020. Uh, we are going to win. Thank you so we much again, Emily, for joining us. This has been Burn After Listening. We'll see you all on episode four, and you can catch us on the podcast networks. Peace. Ciao. I'm writers and critics, you prophesize with your pen. And keep your eyes wide, the chance won't come again. And don't speak too soon, but the wheel's still in spin. And there's no telling who that it's naming. For the loser now, the be later to win. For the time. Yeah.